Welcome to Coffee Podcast. We are Ali and Emma. Each episode, one of us picks a short story as read by an actor to listen to while we drink our morning coffee. I don't have to ask, but what are you drinking, Ali? I'm drinking Blend 43, of and course. I should really be getting some sort of like payback from them for sponsorship. This. Sponsorship. <laughs> all, all I really need is some free Blend 43. <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Well, today I'm breaking all the rules, all mm-hmm. the rules, and I'm drinking tea. Well, fine, but it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> well, just wait, Ali. I think you'll find it's context appropriate for the story we're okay. about to read. All right, so what's the story? So this is a microlit piece by Susan McCreary, and it's in her anthology Loopholes, which you can find it's published by Spineless Wonders. Fun fact, Loopholes... It actually came about because Susan McCreary set herself the challenge of writing every day, I think for a year. So she had to sit down and write something every day. That's a lot. It's a lot. And when I saw her at the Newcastle Writers Festival, she was on a panel and she was talking about this challenge. And she was saying it got so hard some days that one night she just transcribed what was on the news because <laughs> she was still writing. It was still, yep, it was still, still writing. It still counts. <laughs> but weirdly, one of those, that piece ended up in loopholes. I think she turned it into a story. So wow. Okay. Just write, writers. Just sit down and do a Susan McCreary and write. Yes. Well, it's worked. So this one is called Well Then. And we're about to play it for you now. And it was recorded live at Little Fictions. Which is at Knox Street Bar. You can find them on Facebook. Yep. Check it out. And I think Ali and I were actually at this Little Fictions. In the audience. You may hear us laughing (laughs) slash cackling in the back. (laughs) And here it is. Nothing stirred on the frosted fields. Ducks rose off the river silent as commas. Elizabeth pulled her coat tight. Cloudlets fluttered from her mouth as she bowed her head and traipsed on, catching sight as she did of her muddy hem. Just as the first low fingers of sun were extending their reach, she looked up to see a figure approaching in an overcoat, unbuttoned. He strode towards her, not yet aware of her, shirt collar open at his chest. Mr. Darcy, she exclaimed. Miss Elizabeth, he said in surprise. What the fuck are you doing out at this ungodly hour? Only madmen and farmers up. It's freezing. Check out your shoes. You're soaked. Yes, I I suppose I am, said Elizabeth, hoping, however, that her cheeks were flushed and her eyes fine. Your nose is as red as a cherry, mate. Best get home before you freeze solid. Like my nuts. Darcy let out a loud laugh. (laughs) Elizabeth nodded, unsure where to look. Speaking of nuts, he went on, flashing a large knife. Castration day calls. Have a good one. Elizabeth moved aside to let Mr Darcy pass in his great boots, Her feet were indeed cold and wet. 
Time to return to the homestead to set the fire and boil water for tea. Her sisters and mother would soon be awake and clamouring. Great story. Thanks, Sally. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it as much as I did. Dude, it's it's just such a great riff on that scene. And, <laughs> and I keep having that great mental image in my head of Kira Knightley on that bridge. Yes. <laughs> as Matthew McFadden strolls forth. <laughs> I, I love this piece specifically because of the Kira Knightley version of the movie. Yeah. Because it has that horrible ending, which I just detest, where they finally meet and all their problems are going to fade away and they can be together. And he says, you're cold, or she says, you're cold. And she takes his hands and blows on them <laughs> and says... Well then. Yeah, the title of, yeah, which is the title of this one. Which is the title of this piece and I much prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> Upon listening to it again before I chose it, I noticed that the writing is quite before the mm. before Darcy arrives and opens his mouth. But before that, the writing is actually so beautiful and delicate. And it mm. just has this lovely tension with then what Darcy goes on to say. And I wrote down some quotes. Silent as commas, the fingers of sun. Yeah. And yeah. It was just beautiful. I think it brings up, you know, I think most people have read at at least one Austen, if not something else from that period. Mm. And it does do a magnificent job of really capturing that very I think calm descriptive language mm. that they use in in those stories and you know and I think you see like the return to it at the end and for me it really shaped how she saw Elizabeth mm. and not just Elizabeth as a character but as that nostalgia that I think so many people have now for the that period of writing mm. and then contrasting it with with Darcy and his modern (laughs) (laughs) vernacular yes (laughs) and I thought it was also so clever how it's as if only Darcy in this story encapsulates that vernacular because still Lizzie in her head is like oh I hope my eyes are fine and my cheeks flushed and meanwhile, Darcy's throwing around the f-bomb and (laughs) exactly yeah like it's exactly that he is this this stereotypical Aussie bloke, <laughs> you know, out on the farm, castrating, presume probably sheep, <laughs> and and she remains that period character, that empire wastelines. Yes, <laughs> and I think you know it just gives me flashbacks to you know Crocodile Dundee. So many just stereotypes upon stereotypes of yeah that Aussie bloke. Yeah. Mixed in with that so English and, and quiet and contained and fantastic. <laughs> yes. And I think writing something like this isn't actually easy. It is so well crafted, the humour of it, the how Susan McCreary delays 
the entrance of Darcy and delays that mm. speech coming in and just the timing of it is so well done. And I think when we read comedic pieces, we forget how much effort it can be yeah, to craft absolutely. that. And she, she does it so well right until the end, describing the sisters and the mother as clamouring. Yeah, well, I just think like the the way that she's able to go into that comedic space and and pull it off so well and then return to the same flowery language that mm. opened it without it seeming incorrect, without it seeming wrong, mm. you know. Or overdone yeah. or over the top or and maybe that is one of the benefits of microlit is that you can contain this kind of humour so well to just this one moment, this one page. But if this kept going on, it, yeah. it wouldn't be as funny and yeah. it wouldn't be as easy to fall into or compelling. It'd lose its witty edge. But mm. Michael it lends itself to this so well because it can capture it all and just yeah. be this hilarious piece. Because you can just imagine that her sitting at home watching that movie and then getting to the end of it and going, that's freaking stupid scene (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna fix this real men don't act like that (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't fully dressed (gasps) that's another thing i liked about this and i think it's also the way the actor has emphasized certain words yeah there's a certain level of innuendo going on there where she sees darcy and just says and then he was walking towards me unbuttoned (laughs) Yes, yes, I did definitely read a handful of lines that could very easily be passed off as flowery language, but also came with their share of innuendo. Yes, that's what I love about this. Those two, she she crosses those two lines so easily and it's just great. I kind of want to list them, but I feel like I should just let people listen to it again and see which ones they can spot. <laughs> yes, please tell us. So that was Well Then by Susan McCreary, and it's in Loopholes, which you can find at shortaustralianstories.com.au. Yes, and you can find us at the Coffee Podcast Facebook and tell us what you thought of the story. Including the innuendos you picked up on. Please. Want a full list. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Is that it? That's it. That's it. High five. (laughs) 